Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Well, welcome back to Notes from the North. And uh, Kyle is here with me. And what a game. Again, Kyle and I were talking a little bit before, then we figured, you know, we just got to hit record here. Uh, I feel like there's about 18 different storylines you could talk about with this game. Uh, But Vikings come away with a win in Atlanta. Yeah. What what a game. I, I like I don't even know where to start, but like for you watching that like um just felt like a roller coaster of different emotions and thoughts and uh yep. it was uh quite quite the spectacle to watch. Yeah, I mean if you're at all if you're a Vikings fan and you're a little bit queasy you probably don't watch the game, you know, because it is a roller coaster. There's ups and downs and twists and turns and, you know, breakneck speed. I mean, holy jumpings. That was quite the game. I mean, for a, a noon Sunday game, and really the NFL is talking about this, right? You're talking two, four, and four teams. And the NFL is talking about this one because of Josh Dobbs primarily, but also just kind of, kind of collectively what the Vikings were able to accomplish. I mean, such a brilliant performance from the Vikings coaching staff. Um, I've been critical of them. Uh, There's been times where I felt like Kevin O'Connell was getting in his own way, too smart for his own good, didn't manage the clock well. Um, He's overloading his guys to the line of scrimmage. Things are too chaotic. Um, You certainly think back to week three, not using that timeout. You know what I mean? Against the Chargers, you get a chance to win. And in the game situation, um, Kevin O'Connell is not a perfect head coach. But holy jumpers, he's getting better on the fly. And these past four weeks, all without Jefferson, mind you, have been a phenomenal effort. I know the Chicago Bears game was about as ugly as a win can be, right? Um, now, Dustin Baker, my colleague, um, he made the point over at Vikings territory saying basically, you know what? Anytime you go to Soldier Field, it's ugly. That's just life for the Vikings. It's, it's ugly at Soldier Field, so don't react too strongly to that. And, you know, to his credit, it looks like he's basically right. You know what I mean? The Vikings have gone on to put together these four straight wins, but now five and four. Um, you you brought it up, Sam, just before recording here, but it is that analogy that Josh Dobbs used uh, in his press conference where he talked about how, you know, it kind of feels like he's been studying Spanish all year, right? Speaking this different language of sorts, studying Spanish, I think Arizona. And then now he's come in and thrown into an exam and it's a French exam, right? So he's got to speak a different language. And I mean, so I studied French. I know of people who speak Spanish and I think there are some, you know, definitely some similarities between the languages. I think if you're fluent in French, you can probably pick up Spanish pretty quick and vice versa, but it's still a different language, right? And you're still being thrown into exam with just a few days to prepare, right? And so he was basically making the point that like this process of translation, like, it's not like these ideas are totally foreign to him. Like if, if you say this is going to be a two-man, you know, road progression, you know, high-low or whatever, this is going to be a dig red, this is going to be a, you know, whatever the case may be, that's not going to be unfamiliar. He's a really smart dude. He's a literal rocket scientist to talk about, right? But he'll be thrown into this exam, being forced to speak a different language. And it's an exam that's taking place in front of what? 70,000 people in Atlanta? Does the game book, Sam, have the attendance? I don't know. It's probably close to 70,000 or something like that. I'll and of course, it's on t- TV. So how, how many more do you have? Right. And so 
And for him to be able to do that, and he made mistakes, right? The fumbles, he had three fumbles, last two of them, right? It's hard to be overly critical in, 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 in a lot of instances. And that safety that he took, I really don't put that on him. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Sam, it was Calais Campbell who got that safety. And I know he's not the player that he used to be back when he was with the Jags, but Calais Campbell is a friggin' monster. He is humongous. Even amongst defensive linemen, he stands out. So if, if you stand out as a huge guy amongst NFL defensive linemen, you're just you're incredibly huge, right? And so he's one-on-one with David Quaisenberry, the backup left tackle. What are you doing? Right? You've got CJ Hamm back there. Why are you not? On Calais Campbell, this massive man who's so powerful, very experienced, very wily, really smart guy, and he he gets the safety. I don't put that on Josh Jobs. That was a bad moment from the Vikings coaching staff and a bad moment from the Vikings players, um, specific, you know, specifically the protection, right? But Josh Jobs had his mistakes. Safety wasn't one of them. But man, oh man, he passed the exam. He passed the exam in a language he was not studying. No, he, he did. Again, like just... I think, again, you start off the game, Jaron Hall goes down, looks really good, and then just... He did look good. Yeah, he did. Like, look good and then injured. And you're like, at at that point, for me, I was like, whatever this game is, it is. Like, it's just like, you you realize, especially because you know Dobbs been there, been there for five days, and he walks in. Like, like they, I don't don't know if you saw the video, but they're actually, the offensive line was practicing the cadences with him because they actually hadn't done that yet. So he's yeah. sitting there practicing this. Yeah. And and you, again, you talk about the translation, like Dobbs was talking about yeah. how like O'Connell is literally in his ear before each play in the huddle, like, <laughs> like translating exactly. what's exactly. going on. Like, in, say, like yeah. it, looked, it looked shaky at the start. And I think you, you totally understand yep. why. It was uh, shaky. Yeah. It, it, it makes sense. But again, like credit to Dobbs, incredible credit to the coaching staff. Um, yep. Like just a really incredible win for this Vikings team. And 100%. again, it just, it feels like, again, there's criticism of like, what is this team? And, and there was a whole, we had the whole conversation about, okay, like how hard do you tank here? And, and like, what does that look like? <laughs> and like, there's there a lot of criticism of, of the coaching yeah. staff. And yeah. again, you talked about, O'Connell, I think, yeah. again, he has shown, especially, yeah. it's almost like because you've taken away a Jefferson, and even in this game, you take yeah. away Cousins, uh, you just saw what he is capable of to this different yeah. degree. Um, yeah. On the other side of the, the ball, though, Brian mm-hmm. Flores, again, this defense just continues to exceed expectations. Okay. With I, want to talk, I want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, I want to talk about that. So yeah, what again? I know we're there, this is it's hard because we could talk about so many different things. But do you want yeah. to talk about Flores now, or do you something you want to say before that? No, let's do let's do Flores because we we can circle back around to Dobbs. He's going to have this gravitational pull on the Vikings conversation this week. Everyone wants to talk about Dobbs. Everyone wants to read about Dobbs and listen about Dobbs. It makes complete sense. The dude is impressive. He's an impressive person. Um, beyond the brains, like that compete, that toughness. Because I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Sam. Game broadcast was talking about how Cam Akers was the emergency QB, yep. right? Where if you lose your top two, then Cam Akers, the running back, is going to be the one who goes in. Well, you lost your number one, and then Cam Akers 
we fear is a torn Achilles. And so you've got your your emergency your emergency QB is not even there anymore, right? And so if you lose Dobbs, I don't know what they're going to do. He's in some senses their QB four. Kirk right. Cousins, Nick Mullins, Jaron Hall. And I, I know all the talk was like, hey, he came in as a backup today. Dude, he came in as like the backup to the backup to the backup, right? In a lot of ways. He's been here since October 31 was when the trade happens. And they played that game on November 5. So, again, just, yeah, Dobbs is going to be a topic of conversation. But Flores, okay? Yeah. Go ahead. Let me, let me, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say with Dobbs again, because I don't want to move yeah. on too fast, but it is, there's so many yeah, things yeah. to talk about. Uh, we'll say that, and Jaron Hall showed this a little bit when he was in for that opening series. Uh, it's a lot of fun to watch a quarterback that is mobile. And again, you saw the oh, way yeah. that he moved his feet and uh, yep. even like the way that he escaped pressure a couple times. Yeah. Um, like that it's throw. A different to, element. That throw to it's Addison. Um, but yeah. also just the, the run, like just, a lot of fun to watch and again i'm it's going to be interesting to see how things play out from here and there's going to be yeah. lots of speculation but but again i do think it's important to talk about brian flores because this defense came up huge and if you look at yeah. even the look at uh positioning on the field like the vikings uh struggled especially at the start like they they were pinned yeah. deep a lot and they made some bad turnovers deep in their zone and this defense um outside of uh that um again the 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 screen play with the the touchdown was was tough but they held this team uh this this falcons team uh incredibly well okay so i'm actually a bit negative on flores which is probably not the popular opinion at this stage okay so i, I think the flores defense a little bit was exposed a little bit okay because the whole the whole thing with flores is Look at the brilliance and and the, the willingness to be so creative with getting so many defensive backs onto the field, specifically safeties, right? And asking them to do these various things. And then being, you know, quite light sometimes up front. I think they get a little bit exposed, a little bit exposed. And I would think that smart teams are paying attention and they're going to try and do the same thing. So, yeah, that bubble screen of Johnny Smith, the tight end. But that wasn't the first time that they got some of those big bodies to the outside and picked up some. And now I, I know the 60-yarder, that, that's a backbreaker. And they roll out those two offensive linemen, the screens, so on and so forth. Um, that's a moment where you say, you know what, you tip the cap to the Falcons, right? Nice play. John Smith is actually a good player. Um, easy to kind of write that off as one instance, right? One bad play. Those things happen. That's just life, right? So, But I do think there's something to be said for you know, it's it's as if, you know, if Flores was leading a basketball game, it's like he doesn't have a true center out there. Like, he's he's got a lot of shooters, and maybe he's got, like, a versatile power forward, you know, who can bang down low. But, you know, he's kind of light on size, right? Like, he, he leans a lot on his defensive backs, and that means, you know, being a little bit lighter up front, you know, almost by necessity, right? And so, and then I think you are, kind of saw that a little bit at the end of the game when they kind of merged in the field. They ran the ball, like, a dozen, three times and score the touchdown, that could have been that could have been the story of the game in a sense, just insofar as they kind of just, you knew what was coming, and yet they still found a way to run the ball down your throat, right? Now, I I, I, I get that at that point, you know, that they, 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 were, they were heavier, they were spotted, the personnel was there kind of thing, but I just think that uh, the Vikings' defense right now isn't set up super well to play bully ball, isn't set up super well to, um, you know, go against you know, like a Philadelphia Eagles, right? Like, I don't, 
that's not necessarily like a, a massive criticism. Not many defenses can hang with Philly's real front. I get that, right? But you know, it's size, physicality, bully ball. If I was an offensive coordinator, that's what I'd be trying to do against the Flores defense. I'd be looking to outmuscle them because you know what Flores wants to do is create confusion and havoc, have a lot of speed in the back end, be opportunistic, um, and lean on personnel that is, you know, faster, more dynamic. But you know what I mean? Josh Metellus versus an offensive guard, you know, you're, you're, you know, Metellus is trying to win by speed and, and explosives, that kind of thing. The guards got the power advantage, right? And so on and so forth. So, I, I I don't know. It's it's interesting to me. I, I think there's a bit of a blueprint there to potentially, you know what I mean, fi- find that weakness. Now, in saying that, the Vikings defense kept them in the game in the first half. Phenomenal effort in the first half. And in the second half, those back-to-back turnovers. You know what I mean? The, the uh, I was going to say Cameron Bynum. The Byron Murphy, excuse me, interception, right? And then there's the forced fumble, Caleb Evans' forced fumble. Right. So and th- th- that was turning point. You know, you, the Vikings got 10 points off of them. Right. And, you know, how how vital was every point? Greg Joseph, by the way, was perfect for the day. Well done, Greg Joseph. Right. But so to, to me, it was it's a mostly positive view of Flores, mostly positive view of the defense. There is no such thing as a Vikings win in this game unless the defense does excellently for probably the majority of the game. And yet there was also some yard depth of the catch for those big bodies. Right. We think of Johnny Smith, that big, big touchdown being kind of the marquee play, the marquee example, but then also running the kind of down, you know, the field where it was so predictable. Um, if I'm an offensive coordinator, I'm trying to play bully ball on the Vikings. That that would be that would be my my thinking. But I, I don't know what your thoughts are. Maybe that's overly pessimistic, but I think there's a kind of a little bit of a, a weakness there in the arm. Yeah. And I think we like coming into the season, you knew that there was going to be weakness and there uh, you knew that this team again what do you look at personnel like again there are going to be holes there i and i guess what i see is that like it just feels like they are exceeding expectations and then from that standpoint i I feel like that's worth celebrating like again this is not going to be a top five defense although they they are pushing statistically to be amen within that top 10 like and which i think if you said that at the start of the season you say wow like something is really going right uh for if them you, to be if able you to pull, pull the side vikings fans so they're gonna be in the 16 to 20 range i think the majority would say yes please yeah right like you know what i mean like if you were like a bit below average people would have been very, very pleased i think yeah right but uh, it's, yeah. it's a shifting target though sam because we, we've seen them play really well and now without cousins you're kind of hoping that they'd continue playing really well right so the 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 expectations i think have changed haven't they right and i guess they have and i so and one of the things i think that like yesterday felt a little bit reminiscent of last year where again the defense had some weak moments last year but situationally (laughs) is that is that too kind that's that's weak moments i tell you sam (laughs) should be a politician here sizzling sam coming in with the Last half full. They yeah. they had. I'm gonna yeah, stick. Go ahead. That's some weak moments, moments yeah. but did. situationally they came up big. And yeah, at, at various points they did. Yeah, they right. they like and again there was they came up big and the offense came up bigger. Like again, we can look at 
countless examples from last year of the offense really rising to the occasion. And again, Kirk Cousins with the amount of game winning drives in the fourth quarter was right. insane. Right. But yesterday it did feel like when the defense really needed to step up again, I know that uh, the Falcons did go up late in the fourth quarter and, and mm-hmm. uh, did set up that, that last drive by, by Dobbs. Um, but especially with the turnovers and when you knew that the offense was really struggling and, and trying to get some momentum and you had the turnovers yep. and you had just the poor field position, the defense really, really yep. came up big and made sure that the yeah. game didn't get out of hand in the yeah. first half. Yeah, no, they hung in there, right? They gave him a chance to win, right? And it's like, if you said that Florida is going to get this group to average, maybe a bit above average, you give them the chance to win basically every week. That That's what's been going on over these past four, five, six weeks. You're like, well, freaking take that. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like what more can you, like the, the Vikings intentionally plunged their defense into a rebuild this year, right? Now, I'm not saying they, you know, they, they obviously they kept Hunter, you know, they kept Harrison Smith. You know what I mean? They added Davenport and Murphy, but there's a lot of youth here, man. A lot of youth. And they've intentionally kind of stripped things down on that defense with the aim of, you know, taking those steps forward over time. And it's kind of been a little bit accelerated, largely because Flores has been so brilliant, right? He's rejuvenated a lot of the veterans. He's brought the young dudes along. Flores has been excellent, excellent. And a lot of the concern, I think, for people, just because Vikings fans are doom and gloom, I think a lot of Vikings fans look at it and are saying to themselves, man, this is going to be a one and done for this DC because he's so freaking good, right? And and look, I, I get that. Like, I, I I get that concern. I see that idea. Um, Flores deserves to be a head coach. No doubt. He is one of the 32 best. Uh, he deserves to be a head coach. Um, I, I just, I hope there's going to be that tweak there to kind of like when you really need it, you know what I mean? Like, you know, they're going to run the ball. You know, they're going to get that size maybe to the outside because they're there. That's the mismatch, right? That that's the mismatch is when you get those tight ends who maybe have a 50 pound advantage over the DB that can create some issues, right? If that dude can break some tackles. So it's just, it's just something to mark. I'm not, I'm not saying that you got to like whatever, but the top, okay, look, Six six targets, five receptions, the hundred yards for Johnny Smith. Okay, Kyle Pitts, five targets, four receptions, fifty six yards. So, and even Hodge, I mean Hodge is good, good size, right? Like, uh, I don't know if you can look him up, but anyways, there's some size in Atlanta. I think it posed a few problems. It's something to monitor. Okay, something to monitor going forward. I think that um, Flores isn't gonna change who he is necessarily i mean there's going to be a continued effort to lean on those defensive backs to be aggressive so on and so forth but uh just i'm, I'm sure he's already thinking about it. i'm sure he's kind of you know got various ideas he has proven to be adaptable he's spoken with both at his press conferences he's very willing to let his his staff chime in hey what do you think let's collaborate let's you know be solutions oriented so on and so forth. It's a very Vikings perspective, collaborative, solutions oriented, and you know, so on and so forth. Um, it's just, it's just something to monitor. Just something to monitor. If we're being a little bit not negative, I would like to say balanced, maybe a bit negative. Yeah, I, I don't, I have a hard time going anywhere other than just celebrating yesterday because, right? Like, I get, I know, I, I think it would be naive to look at this team and say, you know what, like. They've got it. Don't see a loss like, in the schedule. <laughs> just like they're going to repeat yeah. last year's record. Like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's not going to happen. But 
it just from where they started. And I, I guess this is the thing is that we talked about this for a while. Like even in those losses, it was like, you know, that it's there, you know, there's that more. it felt there's like more. they could get here. Like you're like, you know, that there's more, you said. And exactly. And now they're doing it. And again, I don't know what the rest of the season looks like. Uh, I think, yeah. I think it would be, um, yeah, like we, we have no idea what, what will happen. And again, I know Jefferson has the possibility of coming off the IR. It seems a little bit, I, I would be surprised if he's playing next week. It's still like, I think they should exercise caution um, mm-hmm. with him. But again, I just, the, at least there is some, uh, there's something here. And, and I'll, I'll say this, that, and maybe I'll, I'll ask this question because I'm I'm curious from your standpoint. Like again, we watched this team last year, and you saw the record that they had, and you've watched this yeah. team. And again, a yeah. uh, bit more of a recency bias in terms of what you're seeing now. But is there the argument there that this team this year is better than last year? Yeah, um, coming into the year, my argument was that. They were going to have a worse record, but actually be a better team, right? That was kind of the argument. Now, I don't know if that's true necessarily. Um, There are parts that are definitely better. Um, I think there are parts that they definitely miss. You know, they miss having a Zadarius Smith to the Daniel Hunter. That was supposed to be Davenport. He's been hurt. Um, You know what I mean? Like, I... So there's, I'd have to chew on that a little more. They're five and four, which they certainly weren't five and four at this stage last year. But the record is only part of the, it's it's significant. It's huge. It's huge. Maybe the piece of critical evidence. But um, man, the defense is better. I can tell you that for damn sure. Yeah. Defense is better. And I don't know what to make of the special teams, man. Sometimes they do good stuff. Sometimes they do bad stuff. Um, the offense is probably taking a step back. It's it's yeah. tough, right? You know, I, I kind of thought I, I I was my real opinion was ten and seven. I said nine and eight to be different because I didn't want to do the same stuff as you and some of the other folks who were a lot of people were saying ten and seven. Um nine and eight would be actually a better team, more battle tested, more hardened. This may be a grittier team, right? This may be a team that when push comes to shove is in a better position to win in the opening round of the playoffs if they get there. Um mm-hmm. Which is ridiculous to think when you consider that Kirk Cousins isn't going to be available, right? And so, I don't know, man. You know what I mean? If if you put Davenport back into that defense, I know it's a big if because of the injury stuff. But, man, maybe they have some, right? Maybe they have some. Maybe they can be an above-average defense. And maybe with that running ability that you talked about, um, does it replace Kirk Cousins one-for-one? No, definitely not. But it does give you a different element where – You've got these elite weapons in Jefferson, Addison, Hawkinson, and you've got this offensive line that is taking a step forward basically in real time. They were atrocious in the first half. They were quite good in the second half. Um, and then you get the different element with maybe a little bit of scrambling. This dude is that absolute friggin' gamer, right? Like Stone Cold Killer, he's a gamer, right? Dobbs, I mean. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, I don't know. Like may, may, maybe, maybe this is just a real. I don't see a Super Bowl. I don't think anybody should be thinking Super Bowl necessarily. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's upset in the wild card round or something like that. I mean, like who knows at this point? They're five and four. They they control their own playoff destiny after being zero and three and one and four. 
could you really ask for much more when you're down to your QB four and without Jefferson and without your wide receiver three and Osborne and without Christian Darisaw and then losing Cam Akers and not having Marcus Davenport, you know, and the list goes on. And I'm not like, listen, cry me a river, right? Every team has problems, but this, this, this has been significant for the Vikings, right? This has been a significant set of challenges and frig Kevin O'Connell, man, he has done so well, so well at, at navigating his crew through this Flores as well, Matt Daniels, so on and so forth. But Kevin O'Connell, I've been critical of him. This man's not perfect, but holy jumpings. He has risen to the occasion. Uh, the final thing I'll say about O'Connell, and I'll, I'll I'll stop, you know, whatever I'm doing here now, bumbling. Uh, actually listen to his press conference. Actually, listen, don't just read his words. Listen to his voice. He was like, he almost sounded like a little bit, uh, almost like he had a sore throat, right? And uh, I think he was talking a lot to his QB decoding instructing that you know, translation process of getting from spanish to french so to speak of getting from a cardinals offense to a vikings offense uh in real time phenomenal stuff yeah. phenomenal stuff no he, he deserves a day off i think he uh... <laughs> that's right kevin o'connell needs a day off maybe go to the spa and he, just relax he worked hard yesterday um yeah, yeah. and I, I asked the question because again i don't think we have the answer of whether the team is better or not but i think it's it is interesting, especially with the start, to to at least think and consider it. Um, and again, we know there's it's, this team is good, holes. Yeah. Again, like if you think about like the run game is almost non-existent at this point. It's like it's but Dobbs, it's, but know, Dobbs, Dobbs, Dobbs added a Dobbs, Dobbs yards. leading rusher, uh, <laughs> leading rusher, dude. Leading rusher, both teams. Point, sorry, he averaged nine point four. He ran for six carries, averaged nine point four. Madison was at two point eight, three point one for acres. Yeah, like, tough, tough it, game in a lot of ways for the running backs. But. It, and and I like it, I, as I was watching, I was like, it just feels like you need to have a running back right now. When especially when you got a quarterback that's trying yeah. to figure things out, yeah. and it was challenging. But yeah, uh, no doubt, but no doubt. again, maybe you get the the dual threat at quarterback, uh, the run pass. Yeah. But anyways, I I am very very good. We said before last week that no matter what this game was going to be interesting and it did not disappoint and it's going to be interesting yeah. the rest of the way and again hope yeah. for all those that were were injured uh especially with concussions you just you hate to of see course that. and you hope that yeah uh come back healthy yep individuals get better uh, of course yep but again it's going to be really interesting to see and if you were to label a time with in the season when when you're like, yeah you know if if this is going to be when the bulk of our guys are down, uh, it does yeah. feel like this is this was the the time for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And again, last thing I'll say is just I think for a few years now you have been looking for you know when this guy inevitably goes down because it's a rough game, injuries do happen. Yep. Who steps up? And yeah, yeah. For a while, it's been like man, it just you can really see the hole when that guy goes down. It just feels like there's some real weakness, but this year and whether that's personnel, whether that's coaching, I think you always say there's multiple factors involved. Uh, guys continue to step up and that is really, really fun to see. Absolutely. The hope for health. Also impressed by the depth dudes. Yeah. Yep. It's good. Well, we'll wrap up here. Everyone. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, again, I think there's going to be lots to write uh, this week, uh, both to understand all that happened and 
again, where the Vikings go from here. I know lots of good stuff over at Vikings territory dot com, <laughs> purpleptsd.com. Yeah. Uh have a great week, everyone. Uh interesting to see what happens next week. Uh and we'll be back regardless next Monday to talk about it. Thanks, everyone.